Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Romance and Color, your place for real inclusive love. I am Tati Richardson, your host uh, here at Romance and Color, welcoming you all back for another week of love and romance and interviews with some of your favorite authors. This week we have an interview with indie author Therese M. Clark. She has an amazing romance thriller series out called Heartbeat and she has a couple more in the pipe down the pipeline and we're going to talk to her about her process and the inspiration for Heartbeat and you know why and how imposter syndrome creeps in on us and the importance of community particularly for black indie authors in the space so you all sit back relax and enjoy this pretty lengthy interview uh, with the one and only Therese Clark hi everyone and welcome to romance in color I am here with author Therese Clark we're going to talk about all of her good uh, juicy romantic suspense and <laughs> and her process and all that jazz but in the meantime let me just say hello Therese how are you hey how are you I am good and well thank you for coming on to the podcast thank you for having me I'm super excited to be here all right so tell the people first I'm going to ask you the question that I asked everybody when they first come on the podcast, when did you fall in love with romance? And when <laughs> was the very first romance that you read? Or what was um, the very first romance that you read? So, so I don't know. I don't think you count it as a romance, but I think it started those seeds, which was D.C. Andrews, terrible, terrible for children to be reading. <laughs> <laughs> flowers in the attic yes flowers in the attic and um it kind of moved on from there I remember checking out B.B. Moore Campbell from the mm. library mm. and um telling the librarian it was for my mom it wasn't <laughs> <laughs> she's into thrillers um and it just kind of went from there and you know I stopped reading uh romance for quite some time um, more into like industry, nonfiction, and and that sort of thing. Um, but one summer around 2015, 2016, um, I was actually out of work and uh, clients had dr- you know dried up, and so it was like stressful time. And I was looking for a cheap escape. Mm-hmm. Went to the library, found myself wandering over to the romances, and just started pulling them. And I was right back in it. And mm. it's, been, it's been full on, full of ever since. <laughs> so, okay. So you said you were out of work. What were you doing professionally before you started writing romance? So I've always been, um, so I'm a trained journalist. That's what I went to school for. Mm-hmm. Um, but in between freelancing, I would, I occasionally go back to the corporate world um, mm-hmm. because I need to be beaten in submission to realize why I don't. <laughs> don't like it (laughs) I don't like it you know because you get so far away it's like childbirth you get so far away you forget Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. and so you forget that pain and the check looks really good and the check is you know Mm -hmm. it's there every week every other week you can count on it Mm -hmm. so I go back and 
get beat up. So that was one of the times I had gone back, gotten beat up, left. Um, and so I wasn't at the time doing that much client work. Um, with my client work, it was, you know, social media and content creation, that sort of thing, freelance writing, you know, for a variety of sites and, and newspapers and stuff. Um, but what I've learned is that the corporate world is a really, really jealous spouse. And mm. it always makes anything that you do, like your writing or, or any um, side passion or passion become a side thing. Right, right. And yeah. so um, when they put you down mm-hmm. and let you go, you go trying to, you know, get back to that, mm-hmm. that joy and that love and that mistress. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, I read all that summer in between filling out applications and, and everything and you know pitching articles and pitching stuff and nobody was biting and um these characters start talking to me in my head these two people were having this conversation and making these scenes and and all of this stuff and I'm like what is going on because creative writing is not my initial thing I'm a journalist right you know? right right so, I used to do like plays when I was a little kid or something, but for me, I didn't see many writers like me. Mm -hmm. So it didn't feel like a viable option. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't have that. I didn't come from the background where I had the financial backing to kind of quote unquote play at writing, you know? Right. Right. So, and those who did were usually white men, you know what I mean? Or of course, exactly. So women with access. Yeah. Women with access. Mm-hmm. So um, that wasn't a viable option. So for these characters to come and start having these conversations, um, when you like, say when you say having conversations, there were explain what that means. They were just dancing and, in your head. Yes, and these yeah. whole scenes and scenarios and arguments and and lines and growls and all of this stuff. And I'm like, <laughs> what? I've I've been reading too much. Mm, mm. I'm a little stressed. <laughs> I can't tell my husband that people are talking to me in my head. <laughs> oh, I was like, well, let me go. And I mean, this is how broke I, we were. Mm-hmm. Had babies and everything. I was like, let me, I'm I'm gonna pinch off a dollar and go out and get just a spiral notebook, write some stuff down. Write mm. to, to get the voices out, right? Right, right, right. And by the, I would say it took about two and a half, three months. Mm -hmm. I had six notebooks Mm. and a full novel. Wow. I was like, huh. And so I wrote it out of order um, because I wrote the scenes that came to me and that were exciting. And I was taking a shower, Mm -hmm. you know, this happened. I'm like, oh, hurry up and get out the shower and write it down. Right, 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 right. So I spent about maybe a couple of weeks kind of piecing it together, puzzle like, Mm -hmm. um, and then seeing where, you know, there needed to be some bridges or some explanations or some kind of transition, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, did that. And part of my inspiration um, with writing it out instead of typing it out was because Alice Walker wrote longhand. Yes, she did. Mm -hmm. And I was like, cool, I can do that. Yeah, I'm almost like doing the thing. 
but they didn't say in the interview where I saw this that she also has somebody to then transcribe that mess. Yes, she did. <laughs> and she did. And transcription services are just rightfully because it's work. Expensive. Um, yeah. Is expensive. I was like, oh no. <laughs> So then you have to retype it. So, you know, by then, how many times have you read this dumb, it's not dumb, but how long have you read this stupid story? Now mm-hmm. you got to read it over as you type. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to edit. And then I sat on it. Yeah. So that was heartbeat. That was 2016. 2016. And I okay. sat on it. Just okay. imposter syndrome, you know, mm. not knowing if it was going to be any good. Would anybody want to read it? I liked it, but I mean, I wrote it, you know, so yeah. I kind of went back and forth and dipped a toe and let a couple people read it and dipped another toe and mm-hmm. have people I had no idea I was basically having uh beta, beta readers yeah yeah I didn't you know I wasn't putting together what I was doing as a solid beginning middle end process mm-hmm. this was me you know kind of jumping out into the into the little pool to see if any sharks would come and bite me <laughs> right right right, <laughs> right. a little story you know Mm-hmm. So, um, 2021 happens and my husband gets really, really ill, mm-hmm. not from COVID, funny enough. Like we spent mm-hmm. the time being very careful, never caught it. Something else came down. Wow. Very serious. Um, didn't know he was going to make it or not. Mm-hmm. And he pulled through, thank God. Thank God, yes. I remember sitting next to him. He wanted to stay on, when he got home from the hospital, he spent two weeks in the hospital. He wanted to stay in the living room on the couch because the kids are running back and forth in the house. You know, yeah. he doesn't put away into a bedroom somewhere. Right. He's laying there and the kids are off doing something. It's quiet. And it's like one of those rare moments in this whole time you've had a moment. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, what are you waiting for? Yeah. Yeah. You're waiting on time. You are not guaranteed. Mm, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, fine. I'll do this. And Kendall Bella came up and I was like, yeah. oh, well, this is a cool way to put it out there again, kind of baby stepping it. Mm-hmm. Once I ran it through Kendall Vela and see how it, you know, tested with audiences who did not know me. Right. I would then put it together and release it as a book and that's what I did so Mm -hmm. funny enough I got my position at the company I was working for um was eliminated on May 26th Mm. and and the first thing I thought was great I can go finish writing working (laughs) (laughs) the blessing in disguise yeah I you know I should have been freaked out Mm -hmm. completely and I wasn't, I was just so like calm, bit irritated, but, yes. <laughs> but yeah. calm and like, all right, I know I'm taking the right steps. But you were calm because you, like you said before, you had already put it out in the atmosphere. What am I waiting for? Yeah. And God put the, put, you know, unfortunately you lost your job, but that was God saying, now you got the time. It was, you know, when he tells you to move, move, exactly. Move. Yes. But we, we tap dance and we hesitate, right? Mm-hmm. Like it was put on me, you need to quit this date. And I said, cool, cool, cool. I'm gonna totally do that. And I was like, well, I got my bonus coming though. 
But let me hang on a little bit longer and I can stack a little bit more and I could do, you know what I'm saying? Right. So talk yourself into instead of it being six weeks from now or six months from now, now it's a year from now, mm-hmm. you know? So when you don't move, when you're supposed to move, you will be moved. Yes. <laughs> Move or you will be moved. Exactly. Exactly. He straight pulled a door Malaji on me. I was sitting there like, well, huh? All right. All right, Dad. (laughs) Yes, yes. Let me go on and do what I'm supposed to do then. So um Heartbeat came out on I want to say like the 20th, 21st, something like that, 28th of june not too long after 2022 right yeah yeah 2022 yeah yeah it hasn't even been a full year yet it hasn't it hasn't and i'm like oh my god so many more people need to read it because you got like 17 more books coming i got stuff coming so i need (laughs) you to get this one and get it and and really get it what i don't want it to do is get buried and that's one of one of the things i'm afraid of is like but no, you know how romance readers are. They find one that they like and they'll go and read your whole back catalog. Yes. Which is yes. which is funny because I get that feedback sometimes. Like, oh, I'm gonna read everything she wrote. And I'm like, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm there. I'm look, I'm there now. The book ain't even out. And people are like, so what's right. the thing? And I'm like, look, can y'all can y'all get this one out first? <laughs> exactly. I'm like lightweight, kind of panicking just in general like Mm -hmm. because the reception has been so great and i'm so grateful for it Mm -hmm. Um, one of the things i suffer from is imposter syndrome Mm -hmm. so how did you battle back from that though it's an everyday thing Mm -hmm. is and it's almost like to me it feels like and not to belittle addiction but it feels like an addiction to negative Mm self-talk so every day Mm you're working through it mm-hmm. um, because wow. it knows you because it is you. Mm. So instead of looking for, it's funny because you know um, intellectually that your validation comes from the, the your definition of success. Right. What does success look like to you? Not for anybody else. What does it look like for you? Right. Um, and you try to walk in that, but because you interact, I think social media is awesome, but social media is also hard because yeah. you, you interact with, for me, almost like triggers, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So if it's not the negative self-talk, is you seeing something, and like I said, I'm rooting for all of us. I want us all to win. There's a million readers. There's mm-hmm. no- to fight or argue mm. or you know because mm. once the book is read mm. I mean next you know? mm, right right um you want them to be more authors because you don't want them in your dms like where's the next book it's been right. today right <laughs> so but it's it still is one of those triggers of minds personally when sometimes I'm like oh man I'm not as far as I thought it would be right now or I'm not I don't have that and then I have to go through my steps, acknowledge what I'm, you know, feeling and accepting it and forgiving myself for having um, these moments of self-doubt 
and then going, what is your definition of success? Go back to your notes, go back to your plans, go back to your spreadsheet. Where are you? Yeah, and then I look at those and I'm like, oh, okay, no, I'm, I'm right on task where I thought I'd be. Yeah. So, you're where you're supposed to be, you know, because, right. because if you start comparing other people, comparison is a thief of joy. If you, don't, Absolutely. If you have no joy, you won't even be motivated to even write the next thing if you don't have now, any joy. Yeah. And then yeah. and then you get what you think you wanted mm-hmm. and you can't have joy in that because there's mm-hmm. always somebody further. There's always somebody higher. There's always someone that's going to sell more books. There's always somebody who's going to drop one of those lines and that story. You're like, oh, I wish I wrote that. That was so <laughs> All the wrong. time. Yes, all the time. <laughs> I read stuff and I'm like, ah. Wow. that was so good oh so good. yeah yeah but i can't yeah. use that right now i'm gonna take that away <laughs> i'm not gonna lie i read i read heartbeat and you threw a couple lines and i was like damn i should have said something like that <laughs> right. especially when it got to the romantic stuff i said oh i should have said something like that oh like he dropping them lines dropping oh. them lines i was like man mike is smooth over here yeah, and he is and he is <laughs> let's let's talk about heartbeat what yeah. was the inspiration for this I you know like I said I I like I write romantic comedies I write rom-coms yeah. I write I write uh contemporary romances but when I want to just escape and do my thing and read yeah. other people's work I tend to go for the romantic suspenses so I'm mm-hmm. you know I got a I got a shelf full of like Katie Richards and I, mm-hmm. and I got a shelf full of Denise Wheatley's and some other people yeah um, I like more romantic thriller suspense type stuff so this was yeah. right up my alley so what was your inspiration for this mountain town rough <laughs> rough read <laughs> which is <laughs> like full of cowboys and and and, and, and rough dudes but it's funny it's like rough read with all these big softies in here um, exactly <laughs> exactly so you know a couple of different kind of things came together like i said they mike and maya showed up having a conversation what was conversation um mm-hmm. she was telling me she was it was just them having kind of this banter in the diner mm-hmm. and i'm and I'm seeing, I see my book scenes as like actual pictures and, and sometimes moving parts, like movies same, same. in my head. Mm-hmm. And so it was them in a diner and they had this banter. He was reluctantly enjoying it. Mm-hmm. And she's like kind of oblivious at his reluctance and more just being herself. I don't care. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm sitting here now. Right. It was kind of, and my, when I woke up that morning, I'm laying there and this is going on. And I said, well, what would it look like for a woman on the run? Because I'm a firm, I read all kinds of romances, but I'm a firm believer of somebody being in danger at some point. I I need that disheveled hospital bed sitting. You, you, know? the, you need the thrill. I need the thrill, right? Where mm-hmm. you're like, oh no, what's about to happen? Oh my goodness, you know, you know it's gonna work out in the end, but mm-hmm. they're gonna have to work for it. So it was, what if she's on the run? 
and she runs into this she's in you know hiding out where else better to hide instead of in a big city where you know way more surveillance and that sort of thing Mm -hmm. um a small town okay um what do men look like in the small town well jason momoa <laughs> they all fine like every dude jason momoa of, the rock like, you know what I'm in this town. <laughs> like fine. i'm i'm again it's escapism so you're gonna have that bedside disheveled where somebody's telling you you need to go home you need to get to rest and he's like no i'm never leaving you know? <laughs> And since it's fantasy, I want the best of the best. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? I want over six feet, six four. I'm a big girl. I, when mm-hmm. I fantasize, my husband's a big guy. You got to be able to pick me up and throw me around. I know that's right. Same. So I'm putting that in there. Yes, Lord. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You got to be able to put it down in the bedroom. I, <laughs> you know, everybody's always now they're saying, well, why does everything have to be so big? Why would it's I dream? fantasy. It's, why would I dream little? Why would you dream little? Yeah. If you got the opportunity to create anything you want in the world, let's say it's cooking, why would you make hot dogs when you have <laughs> a steak? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I, I want I want it all. Okay. And then I also want money because <laughs> Yeah, it's gotta be rich. I you know, I, I love somebody gotta I be have. rich. Yeah. And real life coming up together. Mm-hmm. Awesome. In fantasy, you already got it. You already got it. Somebody got it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if they don't have it, they're going to get it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. At some point, everything, that is not going to be a concern. Your concern is the dude that's trying to kill you. Your concern mm-hmm. is, you know, some other nefarious whatever. Mm-hmm. I like to see what love looks like in extraordinary circumstances right right. if i want to you know see regular people fall in love the regular way and live regular life i'll go read my facebook feed you know what i mean regular people doing their thing and i'm like yay that's awesome but but yeah i i like looking especially for black women i want to see us in spaces where they say we don't belong and they, mm-hmm. they say explicitly or they say it by their actions because you never see us there. Mm-hmm. I want to see us with, you know, as the chef, as the, the skydiver, as the architect, you know what I mean? Going on these adventures and overcoming all kinds of mm-hmm. like, like extraordinary things. She's got a billionaire obsessed with her, chasing her all mm-hmm. over. On the run. Mm-hmm. That's what kind of stuff I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, fun fact: you got Maya in here as the architect. Mm-hmm. I got Ari and Porter in mine as architects. Ah! I was like, I was like, yo, it's an architect thing going on. But it's just, yeah, it's, but see, you you got an architect on the run. I got I got an architect running from love. So that's just <laughs> it's, <laughs> they both running. They both running. <laughs> running for her life, right? Right. From, from love, like I don't right. Know. I don't want to be with this man, even though he's so fine. But, yeah, girl, I love a good black architect. We've got a whole firm here in Columbus, so yeah, yeah, we have we have one here in in, in Atlanta, but it's 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 rather small. But that's got what I kind of based it on. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just love Maya and Mike. I love their relationship. I did love the I love the banter, and then like I said, I had to draw a Venn diagram. I was like, who are all these people that's coming? <laughs> 
I really didn't have to. I had, I had to keep knowing. So we got Jake and Blake and and Kane and and the the Landon and this dude and that. I was like Mac and Teresa. <laughs> and I, was like, oh. I don't know if it's no Teresa in there. I think it might be a Teresa. But but no, I was no, like, okay, no. who are all these people? It's a lot of folks, but lot of folks in this town. It but was they care yeah. about her. Yeah, it oh. felt what I wanted it to be was, and people have said it feels like there should have been other books. I feel like I'm looking for other books on these. Other same, books. same. I was like, what's? I was like, wait, 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 hold up. You just told me something happened, but I was like, wait, is there another book before that? So I stopped reading. I no, literally stopped reading. No. It was like is there another I book? wanted I to something. Just like how Maya got it. Maya got it. She was she landed in this town. And this is her day. This is who she's meeting. This is the information that she's she's sitting in the hair salon and folks is talking about the one guy that tried to kidnap her. This, mm-hmm. you know, she's over here at lunch and this is happening. So mm-hmm. I wanted it to be a slice of life. It's not you wanted way. it to feel like Maya just dropped in these people's lives. Yeah. And that we getting we're getting a slice of what she's seeing like she's not getting the whole story just like she's not telling them the whole story about her life exactly exactly mm-hmm. exactly so i mean you meet people and people share pieces of them and you mm-hmm. share pieces of yourself but rarely do you you know hi how you doing here's my whole story <laughs> not to get comfortable with people, right not to get intimate and comfortable with people yeah with mike even sharing a bed even being intimate which yo you ain't have to interrupt them so many times <laughs> let them the people do it <laughs> my god but anyway um you you, you i'm not i'm thinking they about to get it on this he gotta run i'm like what, what's that? What is that? i know i know you but know anyway that's just a mama with kids man <laughs> yeah, mama kids are a detective who has an important job but yeah you know it was just so interesting to me like like these people have their own stories and their twists and and this she has this connection i'm not giving it away connection to the town and and she picked it because of her mom not realizing that she has this connection to the town yeah and upon I, it was just so funny to me that her upon the first couple chapters where she just like you are an asshole like she's just like <laughs> You're Captain asshole. He just laughed. The guy laughed. And he's like, I like her. Like, I just, I like her. She cussed me out, but I like her. I saw about her. I like her. She cussed me yeah, out. Yeah, you know how it is. And yeah. Some like it quiet and some like like it not. So yes, yes. yes. So I mean it was this just, alpha maleness. They mm-hmm. need that. Yeah, they, they need a little spice in their life. They need a little spice. They need some a foil to their, you know. I'm in charge of everything with a with a small town, mm-hmm. whether it be a romance or mystery or whatever. There's a lot. I mean, you're you've done a lot of world building here. Yeah, you've done, but you but you've given us like pieces, like like pieces of the world. But we it's like we're gonna have to read other books to get the complete view of Rough Ridge and its inhabitants. But what what have you done, or what kind of research did you do? to sort of build this this kind of world of, of rough ridge colorado right well i've always funny enough i've never been i didn't never been to colorado until this year mm. um but i've always wanted to go always wanted to go 
um, to Colorado and Montana. I don't know something about just, you know, the pictures that I've seen and the videos that I've mm-hmm. seen, mm-hmm. it's just feels so awesome to me. You know what I mean? It's so mm-hmm. different than Ohio. Right. Um, so I was blessed to go to Colorado this year. I'm um, just for a few hours. And I mean, I was looking for some mountain men. <laughs> just was ridiculous. Now, I am a married woman, but I am not blind. I'm right. blind. I wanted to find some hotties so I could take pictures and be like, look, they are here. <laughs> Sisters, come on out. <laughs> oh, I didn't, I didn't see many, you know, I think mm-hmm. I spent most of the time at the airport. So, you know, I'm like, well, maybe they just in town doing stuff and they ain't traveling today. Right. <laughs> but I, you know, I went through, you know, architecture of Colorado's, you know, thinking mm-hmm. about how Kane's house was, and you know, mm-hmm. some of the telltale um, or signature ar- architecture things that you would find in homes built there. Mm-hmm. Um, I went looking for towns that were, you know, within an hour of Denver and what they looked like. Mm-hmm. Um, read some just article. I mean, I was reading like town newspapers and stuff mm-hmm. and trying to, you know, kind of get a vibe of, you know, what the town's folks is reporting and what's mm-hmm. what's on their news and that sort of thing. Um, and then the rest are kind of just filled in with what I wanted to see. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I really enjoyed. I just enjoyed the cast. It's it's a big cast, but a cast of characters that you've put into this story um, that not only help save you know Maya in a way, but become her family to an extension of you know her family that yeah. she lost and that her family that you know she's building. Yeah, um, and. I just love just the plot. I love the, I love the, 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 every time she did something, I was like, this man is going to catch you. <laughs> and I, as, as soon as she did the one thing that, that, that she does, yep, he, he coming. Mm-hmm. He coming to get you, girl. Yeah. Enough. Yeah. Enough. I mean, because she's a regular person, you know, she's got Don't make mistakes. Some, some extra abilities. Like we all mm-hmm. do. We have things mm-hmm. that, um, we can tap into that we didn't mm-hmm. realize until you know someone brought it out of us like her training mm-hmm. um and things that she was born with like you know her mental ability and everything mm-hmm. um but she's lived life as a regular person mm-hmm. so I wanted to see um because she had you know had to grow up kind of quick yeah yeah um, but she was still relatively sheltered. You know what I mean? She was mm-hmm. with her mom. She was all about school. What happens when you take that kind of person who is very driven, um, very, you know, she set a plan. She does a plan, period. There's nothing that stops her. But she um, couldn't see, but she was sheltered in a way that she couldn't see the signs that something is not right with the person. Yeah interact yeah because you you had a mom around a parent around that could kind of guide you and get the quote-unquote street smart so you know right type of dudes to look out for right have that you know she didn't really have that Mm. yeah and then you know that's I mean when you watch the the true crime shows and stuff folks will be like I had no idea he was like that seems so he seems so put together he seems so normal i mean this is the dude that everybody wants this is what happens when that hot billionaire who's obsessed with you 
goes so wrong. Crazy. Goes wrong, exactly. So, exactly. and then the you fact think it's that, a dark romance, and and somehow you're gonna, she's gonna humanize him. No, this dude yeah. she's crazy. Yeah, he just bat <laughs> shit. He just bat shit. Griffin bat shit crazy. Yes, but he. I mean, the fact that he was just willing to quote unquote create another one. I don't yeah. want to say that but yeah. just, you know, just create another version to just slip and play. It's just gross. Yeah. well you know it's that it's that that um again the what if mm-hmm. when you have someone who has all of the access all the, the access i was just gonna say that <clears throat> um all of the trappings mm-hmm. and none of the guardrails none of the accountability mm-hmm. or responsibility mm-hmm. so i mean even to his parents you know, that blindness that people get mm-hmm. towards their loved ones and that ego that there's no way I could have raised something like that. So right. all he needs is a good girl to settle down with. Right. All he needs is just to grow up some. And right. I'm like, you paying out your pocket for mm-hmm. the stuff that he's doing. To hide the things. To hide the things that yeah. he's doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's a, there's a lot of enabling but again we see that with and we see that in all income levels and all social net socioeconomic brackets mm-hmm. but comma however yes <laughs> yes however there's only so much enabling you know somebody who's making 10 grand a year can do versus somebody who's making 10 grand every minute yes you yes. know what i mean that yes. buys a lot of Yes, access to, to things that you would normally yeah. not be able yeah. to have access to. Yeah. Absolutely. And she was wholly unprepared um, mm. for that. Mm. Wholly unprepared. Y'all, I don't want to give nothing away about the book. The book's so damn good. Like I said, I stayed up <laughs> almost to one, two o'clock every night <laughs> to finish it. And at the end, I was like, what? Okay, happy ending, but yeah, but what? like okay my favorite thing is when my my dms will will bloop about two o'clock in the morning i'm not gonna be like uh uh-oh and so i throw my hand out and look what (laughs) i almost did it i almost that's why i just i just made tiktok i was like girl but i was like i almost i I came this close to doing that but i'll say nah because i don't like when people do that to me i don't mind it cracks me up it cracks me up somebody uh between um what was it about nine was it 82 percent 92 percent in on the ebook i can't mm-hmm. remember when when the the last shenanigans happens um like i'm clinched i'm so clinched because <laughs> <laughs> because we have so much left to go <laughs> a lot you think it's over this she was like and then and then she writes me back and she was like i've gotten to this we ain't got that much time (laughs) exactly like what is about to happen wait wait, i don't i don't am i missing something i'm like no no you got the whole you got the whole thing Mm, between that and and i think it was in one of the reviews on amazon i was surprised it made it through she was like she's a master at edging just when you think they gonna get it (laughs) listen Listen, <laughs> just when you think they're gonna get it, 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 it honey, the way my the way my romance my romance kink is set up, I, I was like, uh-uh, I don't like this. <laughs> yes, 
I need completion. <laughs> yeah, I think that's where some of my DNFs come from. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> I was like, well, why don't you skip ahead? <laughs> yeah, like, but Get the, you a little one-handed reading and then come on back. <laughs> yeah, then come back. It, 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 it's all good. Just come, y'all. It, that's not the, that's not the, the, it's about the plot. It's about the story. It's about the human. But when they do get it, they yeah. get it. They get it. When they do get it, they get it. They get it. They, they get they it. Make up it. for lost time. <laughs> and then you know she. Anyway, I ain't gonna say nothing else because I don't want to give nothing away. But um, she has all her reasons to get it the way she need to get it because certain things about her are very high strung at the time. She is. So she is. <laughs> she is right tight. She yeah. is one of those. If I can control it, then that means nothing bad will happen. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. she just holds on and tight, tight, tight. And Mike helps her relax that a bit. Who was your favorite character to write in this mm. novel? That's a good question. Like favorite character in general. Mm-hmm. Um <sighs> listen biscuit he's something else and biscuit's gonna be his own kindle vela oh wow okay yeah i wasn't expecting that but he found somebody that actually likes his his very messed up self Mm. um gosh i you know what they're all my babies Mm. i you know i love me some jake I yes. can say he's so freaking fine. I love the fact that Jake was like, man, I, I shoot, I help her relieve some tissue. He did not care. He was just so flirty. Like he, he just did not care. Like, listen, I I, that I, all I, the men found her so attractive. I and like that. Luckily, that, luckily, you know, one guy was like, Thank God I found out who she was. Like, you know, I can't be all right, right. Exactly. But, you know, I like the fact that everybody thought she was attractive and and you know, she kind of took this town by storm with her looks and and everything and you know her her natural beauty yeah um, you know like you just are, appealing yeah that's one of those you're you're enough as you are mm-hmm. and you know when she the it was a terrible thing for her to have to leave mm-hmm. but it was the best thing that could have happened to her. Not only did she find Mike, but, you know, she found that side of herself that she never allowed herself to kind of be mm-hmm. much more open, much more free, more, you know, not so mm-hmm. just focused on work. And, mm-hmm. and I think that's part of the reason why she fell in with Griffin, because like she said, he didn't really demand her heart. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He made other demands like, you know, yeah controlling things but she didn't have to give of herself right so which is scary you know so yeah Mm -hmm. yeah it cost her but yeah yeah it did and and i think about so many women who've been in that situation of situations where men you you think oh he's not that bad but he starts doing these things that are like controlling, like you know telling you how to wear your hair Telling right you dress telling you and disguising you know, it as help disguising it as and compliments and compl- yeah 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 oh i love your hair like that yeah. i love it you look so professional when it's straight yeah yeah you know stuff like that so 
I mean, even in his dating a black woman, there's some like undercurrents of anti-blackness in there. Mm, mm. Let's, um, talk, let's talk about that. Mm. Let, let's talk about that. Because whereas Mike, Mike, who comes from a family of racists, of mm-hmm. racist, well, his dad is racist. Yeah. And does the anti, you know, racist work. Mm-hmm. He does the work to unpack mm-hmm. that Griffin hides behind the money thing and privilege and, and is very much a staunch white privileged dude who is like mm-hmm. look I I yes I married a black woman yes I put on this front like I'm so liberal that and the yeah. third but she's she's beneath me mm-hmm. she's nothing to me you yeah. know what I'm saying because and I you know her, it's you know. it is not just because she's black mm-hmm. but because she's not him He's one of those people. Anybody, everybody, he's smarter than everybody. You know, Mm -hmm. he's one of those kind of sociopaths. He's smarter than everybody. Um, You know, he can build another her if he wants to. That was, you know, and everyone is beneath him. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? The company belongs to him because, well, why wouldn't it? Not because he's worked for it or anything like that. Because it's who he is, right? exactly so mm-hmm. and being a woman you know it's misogyny um and you know massage noir and mm-hmm. all of that really people hide it decently enough because mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like you said with the money they do the things right yeah yeah. You know, they're surrounded by the different kinds of people and they're on the different boards and they're doing mm-hmm. the different things, mm-hmm. but close the door, you know what I mean? And it's completely different. Absolutely. And I, you know, and it's like I said, with him, it was, it was who she was, but it was also again, like who she wasn't. If you're not me, mm-hmm. then who are you? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So he mm-hmm. didn't respect his daddy. He didn't respect right. nobody. 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 He was a respecter of no person. For real. <laughs> a complete narcissist. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So he was he was off on his own thing. So yeah. I think if he had been a normal human, you know what I mean? <laughs> she no. might have been able to kind of I think normal humans don't work so hard to hide themselves yeah. as those who know there's something profoundly different mm-hmm. from them than others absolutely and should they show themselves mm-hmm. it's gonna be trouble mm-hmm. so yeah well, it's so funny you mentioned the thing about like microaggressions and my um massage noir when, and when i mean i did mention we both have architects in our stories right yeah and you it's so funny you mentioned the same i said the same exact thing in my novel that you said in your novel where she comes in she's the architect and people yes. mistake her for the secretary. People mistake her for the, you know, the the assistant. People yep. mis- mis- mistake her for anybody but the lead architect on this Absolutely. project. And those are the same kind of microaggressions that Ari has in my novel. Um, mm-hmm. And because I did research and talked to a friend of mine who is a, who is a Black woman architect, mm-hmm. he talked to me about how difficult it was to be a Black woman in those spaces yeah to get you know the respect from folks because you know it's only only 500 black architects of those 500 black architects 
two percent of them are women <laughs> right you know right of them are women so you know it's just it's just crazy crazy to be a minority in a minority in a in a in a specialized you know um, right patient is, is is crazy difficult yeah difficult yeah 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 i yeah. mean you know my experience in the corp world is mm. much the same as Maya's. Yes. So, I mean, so many of us, you know what I mean? Like even, even as indie authors, you know, because we are indie authors of color and black women, mm. you can see the difference in support. You can see the difference in um, promotion. You can see the mm-hmm. difference in grace given. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just it's um disappointing and frustrating and i can understand why authors and women and cor- just black women in general take a step back and be like i'm i need a break yeah you know or take a you know or or get so down like is it ever going to change is this the rest of my life the rest of my life the rest of my career going to be this right just fighting for every single re you know Every time you go to a new company, you're reintroducing yourself, you're resetting those boundaries <clears throat> and then navigating those same politics, you know, mm-hmm. and then, you know, what we talk about the glass cliff where they bring you in to be the change maker with absolutely no support. Right. And right. then when you fail, that is indicative of every other black woman behind you. Exactly. Exactly. So, wow. Yeah. Yeah, you know, so yeah, it's it. child. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's it's and because because of your experience in corporate and stuff, is that why you navigated toward indie? Because I know tradition I'm a traditionally published author, mm-hmm. and that it's crazy. <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna say it's it my my experience has been negative because it hasn't, it hasn't been right. negative, but, but it's I've an heard, experience I've heard some war stories, and it's, yeah. it's very different from being an indie author. Mm-hmm. Because, you know some controls you don't have some of our right. controls some things are not up to you um your hands are tied with a lot of things um I mentioned talking about the audiobook I had no idea who's navigating my um narrating my audiobook until like I saw it on Barnes and Noble like I oh know, wow told me. nobody told me um and then the person the, the my publisher didn't even know because once you sell those rights it's like that relationship is cut off you don't they don't really oh wow let you know yeah so it's, it's a crazy crazy experience yeah so is that why you sort of navigated toward the indie space versus um, trad publishing so this is this is my first adult romance novel but i've right. been published before i have a children's book olivia's right. potty adventures and right. that was through a small press mm-hmm. um and there were it was, I mean, we, you know, went number one in like seven categories for mm-hmm. 16 weeks and everything. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was, like you said, a lot of things I didn't really have control over and not even control, just like knowledge of, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like just hit me a heads up every so mm-hmm. often about mm-hmm. there were things I wanted to know. I wanted, and I wanted to know more on the ins and outs and the backs and forths. And mm-hmm. um wasn't necessarily getting that. And I, you know, that I've come to learn that's just not how it goes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's rare. Like some 
folks can get that. And I had a lot, I will say, I had a lot of control. Like um, I was able to pick the cover, Mm -hmm. you know, and kind of give feedback on what I wanted the illustrations to look like, you know, on this page, it should look like this. And on that page, you know, Um, so a lot of authors, especially children's books, they don't get that. You give them words and next thing you know, you know, you've got the book and what you get is what you get. So, um, you know, it was really blessed to have that. Um, but for heartbeat, first of all, it's long as hell. So <laughs> heartbeat yeah, about, is long as heck. Yeah, about and, 500 pages, 530 pages. Yeah, and this was trimmed down. Like there's whole, a whole other adventure that she has with Xavier when they're in LA cut out, you know, there's mm-hmm. just, there's the, yeah. So there's stuff. Okay. Oh shoot. You know what? That just reminded me of something. Okay. I need to write <laughs> basically I'm, I'm working on chaser and i'm trying like like hell trying to get it out um on time it's not gonna make it but we're gonna we're gonna pray on it and keep going um <laughs> <laughs> but there were things that i did not want to cut um and i knew i was gonna have to cut things if i went traditionally published um i wanted to move faster than a new traditionally published would move I knew if I went looking for an agent, which I felt confident enough that the book was strong enough that I would, I would land an agent. Um, but you know, there's, that's the querying process that takes a while It's the shopping the book around process that takes a while. Um, the edits that I know they, they would want to make and things that they, you know, likely want to cut that I really wanted to keep in there. And like I said, I was just curious about the whole process. So I wanted to see what it would look like to do it myself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, hard. <laughs> what's, the, what's, the, what's the one thing you think you've taken away from this whole thing? Like the number one thing that you kind of took for granted with the self, with self-publishing. What I took for granted, the tediousness of everything outside of actually doing the writing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah for this first one because mm-hmm. it just flowed it came as it came and I wasn't you know trying to push it for a deadline or anything like that mm-hmm. so we were just moving together you know just grooving and creating mm-hmm. and it was wonderful mm-hmm. um but the tedium the organization that it takes um the you know I've, I've been a in between corporate work I've always had my consultant see and freelance writing in the background so you know you say you know you're a small business so you do everything you know you're the accountant you're the this you're the that Mm -hmm. Um, but with self-publishing no you really (laughs) right are everything everything Mm -hmm. everything so as as on those self-doubt um imposter syndrome days where i'm like you know, I get a great review because it's a double-edged sword. First, you worry that it's not going to do well, then it does well. And then you're like, oh shit, it just did well. Am I ever going to do well again? Have I peaked with this one book? My, you know, it, you just spiral, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, if I, you know, a good review comes in, I'm like, yay. And then I think, oh God, I got to, I got to keep this going and everything. But, you know, it's been, 
I, I remind myself that everything that I've done to this point got me to where I needed to be at this point. Absolutely. Because if I released Heartbeat in 2016, I would not have had nearly as many, as much marketing, book marketing um, experience as I have now. Mm-hmm. Because I've had clients where I've had to help them market their books. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> after I wrote heartbeat, um, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have been like the cover and, you know, the graphics for social media and that sort of thing. I would not have had those skills, Mm -hmm. developed those skills along the way in between writing heartbeat. And now for, again, Mm -hmm. the clients and, and for the uh, digital marketing work that I did. Right. You get, I always, uh, you know, you're at where you're supposed to be. And even if the trick is to understand that even if you had made different decisions, mm-hmm. you would have prepared in a different way. Now that preparation might've been by fire. Heartbeat mm-hmm. could have come out with a horrible cover. <laughs> right, right, right. Bad marketing, yeah. You know, bad marketing and everything. And then that would have been the lesson learned. Mm-hmm. This, this way there are, have been different lessons Um that I've learned. And it came, it came at a, a time where um, I wasn't so afraid to take the chance on it. And I wasn't afraid to like, just paddle around and, and learn stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, mm-hmm. dig around in, in the back end of Ingram Spark and see what's popping there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sign up for Mark Dawson's class at $45 a month when I didn't have a job. <laughs> <laughs> But you were so, investing in yourself. I was investing yeah. in myself and, and you know, re- learning how to do ads and, and that sort of thing. So it's been an amazing, blessed, frustrating <laughs> ghetto, <laughs> ghetto luxurious, you know, experience. It's been um, reaffirming on this is what I was, this is what I'm supposed to do. This is where I'm, I'm supposed to be um, and to not take it for granted um, that I do have, you know, these skills and, and I'm able to tell, you know, a story um, or stories um, that people want to read. Like it's a blessing and you, it could be gone tomorrow. Even sensitive, sensitivity wise, like I read all of my reviews good, bad, really? different. I, on Goodreads, on Amazon, wherever they are, I mm. look for them and I read them. And that's, I'm able to do that without like detrimental, you know, like <laughs> collapsing mm. um, of, of everything of my emotional state because I was a freelance writer, because right. I was a journalist, you know? Right. So that toughens you up. When I started freelancing, um, the words of wisdom, oops, Siri, was um, for every 10 queries you send out, nine are going to get rejected. You're right. going to have 10%, yeah, 10% success rate until you really get yourself established, right? Mm-hmm. And so going into that, you're like, okay, nine out of 10. So get that first rejection. Cool. Eight more to go. Right, right, <laughs> right, right. And you learn within those rejections that there are varying degrees of no. Mm-hmm. Some are, were just raggedy form letters, photocopied and sent back to you. And this mm-hmm. is back to you, like was sent physical in the mail 
you know, old, mm-hmm. old school. Um, others were, when we got to email, you know, the email was like instant, no. Okay. But then there were some who we like this, but not right now. Mm-hmm. We like this, but we, we think the angle isn't quite right. Mm-hmm. You know, so you learn every no is not a no. Right, right. And the same thing with reviews. Some, you know, I go through them and I go, yay for the yay ones. And I look in them. What is it that they like? What is it that they talk about? Who do they talk about? And how do they say it makes them feel? Mm-hmm. Cool. That's great market research. Um, for the ones who didn't like it, I look for, well, why? What didn't, what about it didn't you vibe with? And is that something that I need to be concerned about? Like, you know, is there an ism in there? Is there, um, were you expecting something else, but it was delivered this way? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so you were expecting, I don't know, more, you know, more suspense, but it was more on the romance side. Okay, right. well, that's just, you know, that's a difference in, what your expectations, what do I need to, you know, tweak the blurb? Mm -hmm. Um, But then there are things that are just preference, like book was long. I mean, it was cool, but it didn't have to be that long. Okay. Well, Mm -hmm. you just don't like long books. Right. Right. That's cool. Mm -hmm. Not your thing. Not a problem because the book was going to be the size that was going to be regardless. (laughs) So that was, (laughs) I was not willing to change that. Um, But there were things like you know, someone said that there was a trigger in there that wasn't noted. And so they were taken um, by surprise by it. Mm-hmm. And I never want to do that to anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's hard out here in these streets, right? So the last thing you need is for your escape to smack you upside the head with something. Right. right. So I was able to go in, you know, and update my trigger warnings. Mm-hmm. So and then there's some folks who just hate you. And that's all right, too. <laughs> that's all right, too. That's all right, too. You didn't you dig have, it. You, you don't like it. You that's all right. Don't, they don't bother me none. But when I was more, when I was new as a new writer, you know, feedbacks from editors was crushing. Like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, you changed half the story. You changed half the article. Why didn't you just write it yourself? <laughs> right, right, right. This half a don't know nothing. I mean, I would go on like hours long rants over edits that I would get back, even when they were right. Some of them were kind of out there, but a lot of them were on point. They knew what they were looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, and so negative reviews, even when they just hating, <laughs> um, don't hit me like they would have had I put this out in 2016. So I don't give in, I have no desire or urge to respond back. I have no desire or urge to call out anybody. Mm -hmm. None of these, um, oh, kind of serious reputation damaging mistakes that you see now because everyone has a platform and access to it instantly. Mm -hmm. Um, working in PR, um, as part of, I've done a lot of stuff, child. (laughs) It all fell within marketing, but you find yourself, you know, Mm -hmm. like swirling around in in different areas that, that are all in there, but working in PR and understanding what you say is forever. Absolutely. It is forever. And even if you think that it wasn't a big deal, then 
let you blow up. Mm-hmm. They're going to find those tweets from 15 They're going to find those tweets. Mm-hmm. And then you need to, un- and then you need to have, you know, a solid plan. And your first plan cannot be deny. Your first right. plan cannot be attack. Right. You know what I mean, that just, and your, or, or what they call them, um, iPhone notes apologies. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, not if you want a brand that survives and being a black woman, I have no grace. I have no latitude. I have I no, that. you know, there's very small room for error. Mm-hmm. Judge harsher and we are forgiven less. Yes. So yeah. Yeah. I'm just out here trying to trying to do the thing and not embarrass anybody. Okay, not embarrass anybody by bad PR, but not not when it comes to the books, because my kids are like, <laughs> my daughter's in college and she'll send me a message on TikTok like, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm speaking to my audience and my audience is not you keep it moving (laughs) exactly exactly so what so as an indie author you you talk you just brought up tiktok and social media Mm -hmm. and it's been so i think particularly tiktok has been a a haven and a really good safe space for particularly black indie authors there's a lot of book talkers who are you know um very protective of black indie authors and Mm -hmm. really you know support them and stuff how important has social media been to you and and this journey with you with your your novel and Um, what is the community of indie authors how has that helped you along the way too I think it's um impossible to do without Mm -hmm. and unfortunately for me I think I missed out on a lot of that while I was ramping up for heartbeat because I was so focused on that part you know what I mean? On the book part and everything um, that I really didn't do a deep, deep, particularly into TikTok um, dive until like March of last year. So this is about, I've been on it. I had an account. I just was like, okay, I don't want to see a bunch of kids dancing. Next. <laughs> you know, showing my age. I was seriously Gen Xing it right there. <laughs> While my kids were like, you got to get on, mom. I'm like, yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good. I got enough social media right now, forever. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but it's been awesome and mm-hmm. important. It's like, and it's stupid. I, you know, I like, want to kick myself because as Black women, we need that community. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? When we work together, Black girl follow train right right I mean when we work together it is amazing and when we are open to each other and and definitely not in competition with each other um the resource exchange the encouragement the um uh building up of and speaking of your name in rooms that you're not in mm-hmm. um is is immeasurable I think the community side is awesome. The tech side in which our community and output is suppressed. Absolutely. Um, dismissed mm-hmm. um, and further marginalized. 
is ridiculous. Like I see some fantastic creators and content that gets duped by white creators mm-hmm. or that, and even with the algorithm, just very, very light people of color. No, and I'm saying we're all in the same boat, but if they can tell you black, <laughs> right, right, right. You are physically presenting as a brown skinned person. Mm-hmm. How do you say that? It's it's ridiculous the amount of suppression. I feel like it's one thing to not support a community. Mm-hmm. It's another thing to actively work against them. Absolutely. But there are physically people in an office here in the States mm-hmm. shutting your stuff down after, after so many views. They mm-hmm. get to decide, not the community, not the people, not, the, you know, it's not even mm-hmm. the algorithm, it's mm-hmm. literally people mm-hmm. shutting that down. It's insane. It's insane. It's insane. And the fact that, particularly for book talk, that you see these huge, these other creators with these huge engagement from, you know, the big five publishing houses and whatever. And they're getting these brand deals. They're getting to go to these conferences and stuff. And I'm thinking to myself, but there are black TikTokers who have just as big as engagement. Absolutely. They're not paying them the dollars either. And that's just- Absolutely not. Well, I mean, it's reflective of the publishing industry as a whole right mm-hmm. so you the same people that are gatekeeping what stories get told are the same people gatekeeping who gets to tell everybody about what stories are out there absolutely so if mm-hmm. there's nobody in the marketing room that looks like you or i mm-hmm. nobody in the marketing room who's committed to dei mm-hmm. um to equity to um <clears throat> looking for the voices that are not there and then asking why not and then once you find out why not eliminating those barriers you're never gonna you're never gonna get the same equal treatment even mm-hmm. though the work is still there and some and not only still there a lot of times oftentimes better uh, say that better oftentimes you know the it's because it takes so much to grow on these platforms mm-hmm. as us, you know, we can grow your, your brand. Mm-hmm. You know, assisted to get 300,000, a million on TikTok is hard work. If she's not famous, mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. is hard work. That means she knows how to, she knows her pe- her position. She knows her people. She knows what they're looking for. She knows how to, you know, bring that brand on introduce it to it and get it moving and she should get what comes with that absolutely versus Mm -hmm. you know you're throwing everything at the bare minimum Mm -hmm. but you know yeah 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 you're so right but for for us I don't see how you make it as an indie author um without having some sort of community it doesn't have to be on TikTok it could be Facebook groups it could be you know, discord, newsletters, something, however it is something you need that community. Mm-hmm. You need that community, especially starting out. I mean, I've had questions about KU and whether the statewide and what things look like and what that put heartbeat in KU, like it went bananas. And I was like, I mean, yay, but is this normal? 
right 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 is this normal am i can i expect this going forward <laughs> yeah was driving this because i'm looking and i don't even have ads I, at the time I didn't even have ads going mm-hmm. so you know what's bringing about this and i was able to converse with women who have done this longer than me that i admire whose books i love and to you know kind of help me out and guide me in some direction i think i've stepped on a couple of toes <laughs> i don't know because my ass is so awkward <laughs> so i'm like okay we're friends yay la, 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 la. and they're like "Woo, calm down nope <laughs> i answered one question I, i'm not really talking to you like that i'm like oh okay <laughs> enthusiastic for the community i I am i am enthusiastic when when you are down when i'm down for you i'm down for you period yeah we're gonna gonna ride so yeah i've learned to give some give some folks a space um (laughs) so you know i'm what what they say baby author so treat me as such (laughs) yeah so let's talk uh, i'm gonna jump back to the writing process itself yeah um writing can be like long and solitary mm-hmm. and when you have like these parts where you're just stuck and you in the weeds yeah where do you kind of how do you kind of break that up and like you know try to get out of the, the kind of block if you have a block um so I stop I stop on that scene I don't write linear beginning middle and end Mm-hmm. um which is serving to be problematic with chaser because if i wrote linear right now the first part of the book could be edited by now and that you know would just be pushing for the second part but it's still kind of in its public in its in its um puzzle pieces mm-hmm. so i have a kind of a loose outline i know where i want to end up um, I usually know the big scene at the end. I usually know the love declarations. Um, and I usually know like some of the like funnier stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I put all the scenes that I think about and that come to me on post-it notes. I'm looking at them right now and I stick them on my window. And then when it's time for me to write, I just pull whatever post-it interests me, whatever mm-hmm um scene that you know I'm excited about and then that way I don't do I don't really get stuck on like things I don't really want to be writing about I say I I let those go until I'm inspired by it and when it starts to get you know kind of down to the wire or um I really need to finish this scene in order to develop what's happening next um I go to music Music is my thing. So mm-hmm. as you can see by that extensive- I was going to talk about these playlists. What <laughs> extensive <that>? playlist. <laughs> so honestly, music, music really, really helps you to create Absolutely. and create scenes. How important is music to you? Like, y'all, y'all, when y'all pick up Heartbeat, you'll see that yeah. she has an extensive playlist and footnotes to tell <laughs> us about the, the places you can like play this song right here or listen to this. It's like a soundtrack for the book, literally. Yeah. Um, so how important is music to you and in setting the kind of tone and atmosphere for your book? Um, it's it's everything. It really is. Um 
me sitting in that scene and I thank God have headphones now. Um, but when I was writing heartbeat, I did not. So after the kids would go to bed, I listened to a lot of Sam Smith writing it, sitting Mm -hmm. on the couch, windows open, summer breeze flowing through. Um, and so you can kind of feel that, but Sam says something about Michael Jackson that I didn't like. So I don't think none of any of the songs made it into my playlist. Oh Lord. Okay. <laughs> like he made me mad. Don't talk about Michael. Um, <laughs> and it was musically, he was talking about like, he wasn't that great. And I'm like, so anywho, okay. um, but yeah, music is, it sits me in that moment. It gets me out of wherever I am, whatever I just got done doing, whether it's dishes or paying bills or what have you, and puts me in that scene in that moment with my characters. Mm. And oftentimes, unless I have a specific, um, like I had a love groove playlist for Maya. So whenever Mike and Maya were together, this playlist I had um, going, but often on certain scenes, the song is just on repeat mm. because it's, it's that fitting for that moment and it keeps me right there. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I get so deep in the music sometimes, um, just the words and, and, and the melodies um, that oftentimes it makes me cry. It makes me emotional mm. and it'll bring up scenes for me. Mm. Uh, and I'm like, oh, yeah, and this feels like that time when X, Y, Z. Um, and so that's the song that I put on when it's time to do that scene. Got it. Mm. So yeah, it's, now I do, I, I do and I don't regret the playlist. Like, I think the playlist is cool um, and you can get it on Spotify and on Apple Music, but <laughs> now I'm committed to doing that through the whole rest the of the whole series. series. We need the playlist for the whole series. You already started something. And it's, I know, and it's, <laughs> footnotes are a pain in the butt. <laughs> but now you got to do it, Therese, because you started it. <laughs> oh my god and then you know i formatted my own book so every time you made a change the footnotes would do something oh my god Mm -hmm. oh my god (laughs) and if you don't then you feel like you're shortchanging that couple don't they mm -hmm. deserve you know i'm like regretting I'm looking at the, the playlist for Chaser and I'm like, it's not as deep and as extensive as Heartbeat. Am I neglecting my Black couple? How come my Black couple ain't got <laughs> <laughs> right. So yeah, it, it's, a, yeah. it's cool, but it's, it's a pain to put together. <laughs> mm-hmm. But aside from that, what are, mm-hmm. what are some of like the most difficult scenes for you to like write? Mike's sister scene. Oh, that that broke me. That really that, broke me. That was I cried. Yeah, I did too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I still do. I, I still do. I've read this book at least a thousand times in the last what from 26. How many years is that? I don't know. I'm not good at math. I did journalism. <laughs> <laughs> However many years that is. I read it that many times plus. And yeah. I still cry. Yeah. I still cry. It's, it's, um, it was gut-wrenching. Really, really, really was. Because if you've lost somebody to a terminal illness, 
Yeah. Just you know those those moments, those last breath moments. It's, mm-hmm. just, it's a lot. Yeah. 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 Mm. So that one, that one was that one was hard. Um so what's next? After the mountain scene, when she, the mountain scene. she finds okay. out and how she reacts every oh, time. Yeah. I'm bawling. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. bawling. And mm. Dave's like, but you wrote it. I was like, I know. <laughs> It still gets to me. <laughs> I know. That's and I know what she's feeling. I'm right there with her. He was like, hey, right. I was like, yes. <laughs> I was like, thank goodness you love me. You know. <laughs> right. That's one of those times you let that freak flag fly and they're like, ooh. <laughs> it's been 23 years. You ain't going nowhere now, sucker. <laughs> So, so you talked about Chaser. Is this the that's the next book? Tell us a little. That bit is the about next that. book. So, um, it's Heartbeat. Then there's a a little novella, Love Never, that mm-hmm. actually tells the story of Maya's parents. Mm. So, which is a lot in itself. It's a lot, mm-hmm. and it's not. It's just a novella. They had ninety six hours, ninety six hours together. Wow. wow. That was it. Mm. But it never ended. Mm, well obviously (laughs) yeah yeah and that and that was not really a suspense there's really nobody's chasing anybody or trying Mm -mm. trying to shoot the no nobody's trying to shoot there's a couple little things but it gives you it's a nice visit back to the town Mm -hmm. um seeing the people a little younger than mm-hmm. they are in heartbeat and then seeing you get to see the the whole family again much much later mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. if you haven't gotten to that one go get that one mm-hmm. um so that's the novella that's in between and heartbeat's the next full one i mean heartbeat chaser is the next full one mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. and that is shayla maya's friend and right. the lovely mr xavier alexander with his fine <laughs> self Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. tall chocolate and everything <laughs> i can't wait for that one um, and he's a black cowboy oh my. Don't be, is- listen just don't be i know my girl shayla gonna go through it though but don't be having a- <laughs> i know she's gonna be going she's gonna go she through be- well shayla is not she is like your character she is not interested in the relationship mm-hmm. she is a do them and leave them mm-hmm. so with xavier she offers friends with benefits mm-hmm. and he says i want the whole thing mm-hmm. and there we go that's and where there we go and there then we- they're off to the races so and she gets involved in some of my shenanigans post everything in heartbeat right right and xavier's got to come riding through and try to set her straight <laughs> But she hard-headed and she is in this one shayla's the billionaire mm. Mm. she got her own thing she comes from a, a lauded family that's why she was never worried about griffin he wasn't mm. gonna mess with her mm-hmm. um because of who her family is was so, yeah um yeah so none of the you know trips on the jet impress her because she got her own Mm-hmm. so 
what is there for her to have a relationship for? Right. So we we have to find that out. Right. Yeah, she hardhead. And it's it's this has been definitely by far the hardest book so far. Mm. Just because just again, getting out of my own way and and worrying, are they gonna like it as much as they like heartbeat? Mm, Um, am I am I doing justice? You know, because there's a thing. I didn't know it was a thing until I got into this. I really should have researched that more. I call myself research and everything, but you can't. Um, because heartbeat is interracial, mm-hmm. there's quite a bit of, you know, quite a few people who are not interested in mm-hmm. reading. And I'm mm-hmm. like, that's cool. That's you, do you. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, what I don't want then to is not give the same magic that Mike and Maya have for Shayla and Xavier not to have that right right my black couple you know what I mean Mm -hmm. so yeah yeah it's not it's the books I've had different different. (laughs) yeah the the books will be different but as long as you're going in with like the same sentiment and passion for the work then you're gonna you're gonna get the same result. You're gonna get the same output uh, and the same people yeah. enthusiastic about this next book as they as they were the first book you had. So. Intellectually, yeah. I know that, but <laughs> girl, it be like, hard. girl, you, I know this. Why are you telling me this? I'm like, this is the book where they find out I really can't write. <laughs> oh God! Oh no, we gotta squash this imposter syndrome. <laughs> I thought I was bad, girl. Come on. I, my husband look at me like he's the best because he he'll do the poo poo oh sweetie oh baby and then all and then other times he's like fool did you write the book yes did you write the other one yes so what's the problem yeah 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 you wrote a book didn't you that's him you wrote a book right i'm like yeah well then that's it that's it i'm like i don't know who's the fraud not me (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. he gives a great sports pep talk which is real wild when you write in romance <laughs> right 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 <laughs> so okay i'm going to ask you a few like rapid fire questions as we wind down our interview um cool. but it's been so fun um yes. so what was your favorite um book as a kid uh, where the sidewalk is by Shel uh, Silverstein. Oh, I have all the books for my baby now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She loves them. She loves them. That oh, and and um, color purple that I should not have read in second grade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I loved it. I loved it. It was like I knew these people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she was black. Everybody knew it was black. I was like, yay. This well, is awesome. didn't, you didn't know the deeper meaning behind this stuff until you got older. Yeah, well, older we knew about years. the sex part because then we were passing that around. I went to Catholic school. <laughs> <laughs> the nuns were not impressed. <laughs> is it easier to write love scenes or dramatic arguments? Mm. Or which one do you like to write more, love scenes or dramatic arguments? The drama. <laughs> I love the love scenes, but I, I'm always like... Interrupting them. <laughs> if not interrupted shut up <laughs> i thought you said interrupted like as in right while i'm writing them <laughs> listen they got it in the end <laughs> what 
with the love scenes, you get as so, you know, it's so much more. You've got the technical aspect of it, right? Mm-hmm. You gotta make sure the holes are lining up. <laughs> oh Lord. <laughs> and positioning is good. And yeah, is, this hand is, is there. Yeah. Is the tension there or are we just am mm-hmm. I just, you know, porn hubbing it? You know what right, I mean? Right, 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 right. Like, is it are we feeling loved? Are we feeling safe? What about this is sexy, you know? Um, because that's what moves me i want always for and i read romance of of every genre and and you know racial background whatever Mm -hmm. um but i want the woman who is getting well loved on Mm -hmm. um to feel loved to feel supported in her sexuality Mm -hmm. um and that safe space, whether it's created naughtily, you know, with safe words and, and mm-hmm. I'm about to do this to you and then I'm going to flip it over and, you know, uh, whatever her particular kink or brand of whatever that she feels safe and um, satisfied in exploring that. Because we're not allowed that. We're taking it, but we're not allowed that in society. You right. know what I mean? Right, right. So I think the sex scenes actually have more weight to them mm. um, mechanically and then emotionally than the dramatic scenes because, and maybe this is just me, but um, I, I know how to fight hard. Right, 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 right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You can, I can come up with what's going to cut you. And, you know, I, I see those, those are more about dialogue, dialogue and feeling. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think, uh, with sex scenes, romance is an opportunity for healthy sexual explore, uh, exploration, mm-hmm. um, in a zero consequence environment. Right, right. So right, you can, right. you know, do why choose. You can, you know, try green monsters. You can do anything <laughs> <laughs> you think you might want to see. And um, again, in a low risk, low consequence situation um, that I think emboldens women to then go and seek out. They may not want, you know, um, an octopus. but they may want um certain feelings and and um use of toys you know what Mm -hmm. i mean and you're afraid to bring that that sort of thing up so Mm -hmm. i think there's more responsibility maybe i'll put it that way there's more responsibility for a sex scene than there is for a fight scene because you can always fix a fight scene they can always make Mm -hmm. up Mm -hmm. you know over it um yeah, sure. bad sex is is really hard to come back from that well, yes that's, that's true. <laughs> real life or otherwise exactly <laughs> real life or otherwise. It's, it's real hard to come back i want to write a bad sex scene i want to write a scene where stuff does not go well and he got to come back from that. yeah he got to redeem himself yeah he got to redeem himself because yeah yeah that, that didn't go so great i read one once and it was really well done i'm trying i can't remember the book right now because i've read so many i mean they've mm-hmm. all morphed but it was i remember that standing out like oh that was that was kind of cool how they did that 
Mm. So, yeah. Where is your favorite place to write? Ooh, usually outside. Mm, okay. Outside, warm day, headphones in, um, while I people watch. Mm, okay. Um, what's the last romance novel that you read aside from your own? Oh, that's a good question. Hold on, let me whip open my Kindle. I think it was well, some, one of my comfort reads. Mm-hmm. It was Tiffany Patterson's Behind. Oh. <laughs> she always, she's one of my comfort reads. And so okay. um, it's easy for me to pop her on and then um I can I know what's happening so I'm not completely caught up in it mm-hmm. so then I can get back to work <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so it's it kind of helps me resituate my brain so I can get back into writing again okay. but yeah I just read hers and I've opened up um before I let go mm-hmm. but I'm trying not to read it because I hear once you start it you cannot stop and no, I, I gotta finish this book and you'll be so crying. I gotta finish you don't need it. Yeah, see i have finished this book so i'm i'm kind of on a drought um with reading new stuff but there's a bunch i got a list my kindle's full that i need to make it through including yours i cannot wait i'm so excited for you we're here to talk about your book so i know but your book is awesome we can put mine to the side (laughs) no no i'm just gonna i'm gonna pull it up you asked me a question so I'm gonna add to it what I'm looking forward to reading. Okay, okay. What you're looking is yours to. now. Okay, I appreciate it. <laughs> and I'm not just saying that because I'm on your show. Okay, thank you. I've been I've been waiting for this one. <laughs> yeah, okay. got a got a month, got a few more weeks. Um, is there a favorite word that you use in your writing? Something that you use often? Hmm not a word but i'm addicted to ellipses those three little dots have me in a chokehold <laughs> uh, yeah i use them a lot too they're like um ma'am why what is the point of this like no, no. <laughs> i'm like they trailed off there they're thinking yeah. there it just feels good there <laughs> yeah yeah like, I, I like this pause it's a dramatic pause i will say my favorite word um in general is onomatopoeia i just love it i love the i love what it means i love how it sounds and then my least favorite word but i use it a lot is disheveled because Mm -hmm. i've owned up until it's been within the last five years i've only read it never heard it so Mm -hmm. i was pronouncing it disheveled oh lord (laughs) (laughs) damn (laughs) no I was like, yeah, I was so disheveled. He was like, you were so what? Uh, excuse me? <laughs> like, disheveled, you know, just messed up, like, you know, out of sorts. He was like, babe, that's disheveled. <laughs> right, right. Oh, Lord. I was like, stop. <laughs> Are you serious? He was like, I can see why you would pronounce it that way, but it is disheveled. I was like, oh, no, there are people oh, who think I'm dumb. So weird. <laughs> 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 no i'm trying to and so then you sit there for the rest of your life trying to figure out where you have said that that in front front of other people who do not love you or not married you know committed to you for the rest Mm -hmm. of their lives Mm -hmm. like she's a writer (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
but I had never heard it that I could recall um, outside of reading it. So yeah, I thought it was Disney. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. <laughs> Um, if your book became a movie, who would you want to play the lead? Already know Jason Momoa is Mike. Really? Okay. Yeah. But he's a little old now. Not old, but older than Mike in the care in the book. When he first came out, they were mm-hmm. about the same age. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I would have to probably accept another substitute. Um, okay. but that's that's my main main. Okay. Um, and Maya. I, you know, I never have found, I found a girl, a model that looks like her, but I don't know if she acts or not. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's hard to find a dimpled <laughs> yeah. actress, you know what I mean? It's very um, few, like Lauren London and a couple of Yeah, others. and Nia Long Alone, and yeah. um, Maya's brown skin, so she needs to be brown skin. She's got to have the dimple. I mean... So yeah, I I have not mm-hmm. thought of who, and and with her age, I mean yeah. she's fairly, not she's not young, but I mean she's thirty, so mm-hmm. Mike's thirty seven, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, but Jason mm-hmm. Momoa, <laughs> we'll figure Moore, the rest okay. out on the way. Okay, okay, there's no gonna be a sister. I know that. What about the other characters like Kane? Who would you have for Kane? I love um, Boris Kojo for Kane. Oh, okay. I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. Like the way you described them. I can see Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and The Rock um, for Logan. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> okay. I, you know, I would love to see The Rock in a romance romance. Yes. I you think, know what I mean? I think he would do you know, so. You know, our boy, I, I, not to cut you off, but you know, J, um, David Batista said, Listen, to do a, rom, a rom-com. Yes. this man a rom-com. He said I, he one. I would love him. I would love him so for big and cuddly and just. Exactly. He's totally cinnamon roll. Like, mm-hmm. you know, he'll rip off somebody's arms for you. <laughs> and then like you know chuck a little kid underneath the chin you know as it walks right. right 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 you need somebody so, yeah, like, you need I, more of that in romances movies he could is. totally he could totally be mac mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah 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 i yeah i love him and when he said mm-hmm. that i was like oh i know that's he's awesome like, oh, and yeah. he's right why isn't he considered for those roles yeah yeah you can do more than punch people in the head. Exactly, exactly. Um, when it's all said and done, mm-hmm. and you've written like a million more books, <laughs> what do you want people to say about all the books that you've written? About your your prolific career and your Ooh. catalog. That I gave black women a happily ever after. Mm, that's simple enough. Yeah yeah that's what i want i want to give us our happily ever after because we deserve it as much as anybody else Mm, absolutely we're worthy so yeah Mm -hmm. absolutely and i think that's an awesome place to end on so therese thank you so much 
for coming on the podcast this has been awesome i laughed i I had too much fun talking about your book um tell the people where they can find you on social media and where they can get your book so the book is available for free in kindle unlimited if you are a subscriber um and you can also just get it as an ebook on amazon and paperback it's everywhere so barnes and noble um wherever you want to look books a million all those good ones Mm -hmm. Um, and on social media i'm at therese t-e-r-r-e-e-c-e and that's on all of the channels you'll mostly find me on tiktok and facebook but i do pop up on twitter and and instagram when i remember that they're there (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> notifications <laughs> and, your, and your next release is chaser when do we when when is that coming out march, <laughs> march. i have march. a specific date but that may move so okay um, okay but that's I, the beauty of being indie you can move it if you want yeah yeah but that's the that's the bane of being indies that you can move it when you want <laughs> that's, that's i want to give you something good so i i can't settle I want mm-hmm. I want them to have a good story. And they and trust me, they will. You've proven that <laughs> that's a, a really good story. So thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. I really, really appreciate it. It's been an absolute pleasure. And I cannot wait to see what you give to us next in this romantic suspense field. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, and make sure everybody signs up for my mailing list. It's on oh, my yeah. website, TereseClark.com. And, and you need to check to see because I'm going on a book tour. So oh, right now. Oh, I, I got five whole dates. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. What's our first stop on the book tour? Our first start is the Ohio and a book festival All here right. in Columbus, Ohio. Okay. Um, and that is in April. And then mm-hmm. in May, I'm at the Columbus Library Festival. No, the Ohio Black Expo in May. Mm-hmm. And and we go on for there and i'll be in california at the huge cool new steamy con in nice nice, yeah. nice so nice. i'm looking forward awesome. to it me and my books me and your, you and your books and you're gonna be all right <laughs> oh it's gonna be awesome it's gonna, it's gonna be, be awesome, awesome. <laughs> gonna be awesome. <laughs> all right well take care and thanks for coming on thank you for having me I want to thank my guest, Therese Clark, for coming on to the podcast and sharing her wisdom and her love of the romance genre with us. Tune in next week where we have another amazing guest here to talk all things romance on Romance and Color, your place for real inclusive love. Once again, I'm Tati Richardson. Thank you all for stopping by. You can visit us on Instagram at Romance in Color, that's color with a U, or on Twitter at romance, the letter N, and color with a U. And you can follow me everywhere on social media, every single platform that you can think of, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, uh, Twitter, at Richard Writes On. And you can get more updates about me, sign up for my newsletter, and all that good stuff on my website, TatianaRichardson.com. And don't forget, my debut novel, The Buildup, comes out on March 28th. So you got about a month to pre-order it, okay now? Uh, So anyway, I'll see you guys later. Talk to you next week. Bye.